and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Kins. As always, I'm joined by Kane Porkchop Daniel. Uh, Hi, I'm Thulium. Do you, know, you know why I'm Thulium? <laughs> Tell us, Kane. Why are you Thulium? The thulium? 69th element, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seb. Seb. Seabass Godfrey. Hey, how you doing? And joining us for the very first time, it's Laura Flynn. Hello. Welcome. Okay. Um, and uh, this uh, this week we are discussing uh, the 1997 Luc Besson Frenchy sci-fi epic, uh, The Fifth Element. That was the year um, I was born. Pardon? No. 97. Oh, really? Yeah, I was born, baby. <laughs> wow. How good's that? Yeah. <laughs> That's getting cut <laughs> out of this podcast. Oh, I can feel it. Um, <laughs> well, to be honest, I, yeah, uh, and, and I'm the one, I, I'd seen little bits and pieces of this, you know, on telly, but I've never watched it all the way through. So oh. uh, this is kind of my first proper watch mm. of this movie. Um, but uh, Laura, what's your sort of history with uh, this film? Um, so basically I'd never seen it and then mm-hmm. I started dating a guy and then he was like, you have to watch this movie. It's like our family movie. Mm. And I was like, yeah. okay, sure. They watch it at least 20 times a year. What? That's Every insane. time they drink, like get really drunk, they'll go home and like watch it. Really? That's it's crazy. crazy. So like. That's most nights of the week, right? I mean, <laughs> we are Australian. They're watching this thing at 9 a.m. It's crazy now. That is now. so wild. Um, yeah, so I would not be surprised if that happened. Okay, so you've, but you've, you've seen this uh, many, many, many times, times. Many times. It's such an interesting so choice to watch that many times as like a family. I guess it's like. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. Just cool. between that and weird science. Oh, wow. Sick. Yeah. Weird science. Great family. I've never seen weird science. Man, we're doing that. All right. I, well, yeah. can That's I be on that Yeah. Um, yeah. Seb, Seb, what about you? What's uh, your... This is in the sweet spot for me. I can't believe you haven't seen it because we're yeah. the same age, but we, I don't know. I've seen this so, so many times. So many times, in fact, that uh, I even made a skate video in 98 called The Filth Element. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rob Cordner. Uh, which was, we had a few little quasi-cinematic moments in that film. We did a bit of a Reservoir Dogs. Just the worst, the just the cheesiest 17 or 18 year old. Were you yeah. skating around um, just... Uh, like naked, but just straps yeah. around yeah. like in an orange <laughs> <straps> <laughs> around a bit of orange gaffer tape around my groin, and then just fucking <laughs> thermal bandages. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, no, that like well, I have seen this so 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 many times. What um, about you, Kate? Mm. Uh, I saw it in the cinema. Um, yeah, and I mean, I loved it at the time. I think. Um, Milo Jovovich was in those bandages at the right time oh. in my development. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think she sure. imprinted on me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember liking it. I think I've seen it a handful of times uh, past that. handful. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting expression. Um, but... Yeah, I haven't seen it for a very long time till I rewatched it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Laura, do you think this is a good movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie so much. Yeah. Mm. So much. Um, Expe- you know, expand. Oh, you want me to keep talking? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, I Okay, so going back to the fact that dating this guy, family movie, mm-hmm. every time Bruce Willis comes on screen in every movie, 
that Bruce Willis is in that they're watching, they all have to Do yell a shot yay. Of Jim Beam. <laughs> they're always like, yay, Bruce Willis. Like they lose their minds. What the fuck is this family? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's dynamic. Can I be a part of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you basically. want. Um, yeah, I just love it. I just think that like the way they've done this scene, like the whole atmosphere of it is mm. so well done. Like you feel like it's a whole other world that yeah. could the possibly. Yeah, production design, like the, it looks amazing. And I mean, all the, costumes the done detail, by. detail, yeah. Yeah. All, oh, co- yeah. all costumes are done by Jean-Paul Gautier. Jean-Paul Gautier. Gautier. Mm. JPG. JPEG. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it was hugely successful. Um, it was 93 million budget, which was the biggest budget for a European film yeah. ever. Oh, well, really? uh, uh, up until that point. Um, and made 263 global. So it certainly washed its face and <laughs> did, did very well. Um, but. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, I kind of feel like that there was no no sequels or anything like that. I, I kind of feel like that this would have been a you know, <laughs> yeah. like they would have. Well, I think I mean, originally, today, you yeah. know, it would be a thirty five film universe. Um, but mm. it was originally written as a trilogy. That was his, he started writing it when he was like fourteen years old. Mm. It was written as a trilogy. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> yeah, tell. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, pretty much. But uh, he, then. Uh, yeah, he just had to compress all three scripts into one big film, cut out a whole bunch of stuff, and they kind of left it blank. But you can see where it would have delineated into three separate films if he was to flesh mm. them out a little more. Mm. Like the whole conclusion that Diva Laguna, the whole Flossed in Paradise bit would have been the middle film and all that mm. sort right. of stuff. Right, right, but right. I bet it worked in its favour in, in, in that, like, uh, you know, you, if, if you have this wholly developed world in your head, and you you just uh, you don't get to address everything. You just have to skate over everything. Mm. It has the effect of making it way more dense and feel more yeah. whole. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Like like if there's all this shit out of the corner of your eye, um, it just makes it feel like a more developed world. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're just skating over totally. the top of it. I mean, say what you will about all the the slapsticky, silly bits. There's a there's lot, a lot of, of that. Mm. But Fucking rules. But, but so yeah, cool. but the, the actual production, like the the, des, the set design and the attention to detail in the background, like I've seen it so many times, but this time I was going back and looking into into the background, nooks and crannies. You look, you go through his his apartment when you, when you first mm. land on Bruce Willis and you see all the extra little Easter eggs and things that are thrown around that room and, the de- and just all the typography, like alien signage and stuff. It's mm. really, I was looking at that stuff going, like someone sat down and developed this full alphabet and this full, mm. yeah, it's it's really cool. That that a lot of lot of respect for that. Who did the production design? Too mm. sure. That's a good question. The sound as well is excellent in this movie. Um, I was watching it with like um, some decent headphones, and it's really mm. yeah. The sound design is yeah mm. excellent. The uh, the music by um, Eric Serra, um, which was just. The most nineties, yeah. um, like he did Golden Eye and Leon, the professional, huh. oh and things yeah. like that. It's just dear Frenchie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it is just so nineties, mm. totally. <laughs> but also, like he's like really influenced by musicians. So mm. the Alien is based on the one where they take the stones out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's Diva based Laguna. on Björk. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. and Ruby huh. Rod is based on Prince. Yeah, and well, Prince was asked. Yeah, yeah he was. He was asked to play. It. He was like in talks to play it, and then he saw 
all the uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier costumes and actually said, these are a little bit too feminine. I'm going to turn oh. this down. Okay, Prince. Prince said that. Wow. Of all people. But, sit um, down, yeah, to I know, be honest. I know. An odd reaction. Chris Ducker did, he, you know, he's... As he's dialed up to 12. Greatest comedic mind of the 20th century. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sure. I love I him mean, in this. Um, how did Luke get the money for this? You know what I mean? Cause mm. like, like who tr- mm. why, why did he get trusted with such a big fucking budget? Because he he'd only really made La Femme Nikita and Leon. Um, Leon before that. Both pretty small movies. Yeah, I think Leon did really well, though. Yeah. So he might have been, mm. yeah. Yeah, he proved that he, I guess he proved that he could do big action stuff with Leon with a small budget. I don't imagine that was a big budget, which would be no. good to do. Well, uh, even so, like 93 million is you see every single totally any of that, you know, like in some parts you kind of see a little bit stretched as well, I yeah. think. Um like the the the, the police the policeman costumes. I'm like, I think they, I think they kind of might have, uh, you know, spent a little less time on the policeman costumes. Yeah. They looked really Judge Dreddy. Totally, yeah. Judge Dread mixed with uh, Robocop. There was a huge, yeah. huge like influence in that. And there's actually a, there's a overdubbed line where uh, I think the police are, uh, originally say thank you for your cooperation, but then they they did an A and R overdub with uh, ADR. ADR, sorry, ANR. What's ANR? It's in like a PR kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they did an overdub thing with uh, what's the road classic Robocop line? Uh, I'm yeah. Robocop. Check it out. <laughs> Check me out. <laughs> Look at these legs. <laughs> That's the line. They had a, a huge nod to Robocop in this. Actually, a huge nod to so many. You know I was about to say this. This movie apes uh, a yeah. lot from like everything. There's yeah. so yeah. much Star Wars in this movie. Um, so much Star Wars. So much Dune. Much. Yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think Maccas would have had a big handle yeah. in the money because... There's heaps of Maccas there references. There is so much Maccas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Branded content for McDonald's. So much outside of like... that Billboards what? they're eating, they're stopping at drive through Yeah. Yeah, the well, I remember are, the drive through yeah, thing and I big, remember the Huge billboards. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like McDonald's were doing that a lot It doesn't in go the full, full Batman, Batman yeah, and Robin. Look. But it's like, <laughs> shall I warm up your dinner, Mr. Wayne? No thanks, Alfred. I'll get drive through. Oh. <laughs> That's in the film. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. I'm kind of into it. One of the great movies of all yeah. time. Well, like Maccas did like a big thing in Sex in the City. Like oh, really? had so much sponsorship in Sex right. in the City. Didn't they try and change the name to Sex in the Chippies? Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we can stop the podcast now. <laughs> okay, I'm, I don't want to do okay, this I'm going to leave, guys. <laughs> Did you, uh, what were your thoughts on rewatching? Ah, uh, it's the goddamn best. I loved it so much. It's, it's, uh, people uh, have forgotten how to make fun movies. You know what I mean? Mm. This is a fun ass movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the performances are so fucking great, like so over the top and crazy. And I just loved that. Mm. Um, I'm kind of gonna like butcher this kind of like idea, but you know that designer David Rudnick? Yeah. He's, he kind of, he's a big kind of, um, a defender of like the that kind of period that this is in where where like fashion in particular was kind of um it was trying to be futuristic, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and his kind of uh his thought that I'm butchering again is is that now everything's gone back like nothing's yeah. imaginative, like everything's uh drab or you know what I mean? Yeah, because the, the the millennium was on the horizon, and that was yeah, that was futuristic. Exactly, like there was some we've of that. Gone, we've there gone was, back to the beginning now. Yeah, there was that spirit in the air or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, d- fashion designers 
and sort of I'm attaching the fifth element to this of like stop thinking about like what the future looks like. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. And I think that that's um, I think that's the same with movies as mm. well. Um, and yeah, stop grasping at it with any kind of imagination or joy. You know what I mean? And also because it's a sci-fi film that tries, it makes the future look fun and mm. comical and it's everything's lit. Everything's like there's all the action takes place in the daytime pretty much. There's yeah, no, there isn't a lot it's of dark, very bright, dark yeah. brooding corridors and it's stuff true. like a lot of others. It's so far from Alien and all the other sci-fi films that try to make it creepy. Yeah, totally. And and I, I just read um, uh, Red Mars by Kim Stanley Robinson. Um, as science fiction book set on Mars, and, and I was listening to him being interviewed, and they kind of pointed out that uh, his books are like really utopian, and and again, that's not something that you see in like science fiction from the last few decades. It like everything's dystopic, everything's apocalypse, and blah blah. And even though there's like some kind of like subtext of like the world isn't exactly right, there's like there's the fog. Yeah, and Ooh. wealth inequality and stuff is sort of alluded to, mm. you know what I mean? Like it is not a specifically like dystopic or apocalyptic movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything's pretty um, grimy we just need as well. Sure. Like no, no, but like that, but that, that that's yeah. the thing where it's it's mm. brightly lit, but you know, the the cabs are all a bit, you know, mm. yeah. junky mm. and you know, everything has got a sheen of sort yeah. of um you know the cops are a little bit rough and things mm. like that, so it's got you know it's just more it's 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 just lit. It's yeah. um, so mm. um, mm. not everything is sort of and then but I, I guess that sort of plays off when you go to the um, the the big casino ship. Is it the casino? Yeah, yeah. Flost in yeah. Paradise. Flost in Paradise. paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mummy. <laughs> Come on, baby. Ruby. <laughs> Faces. But you know what I mean? I, I just I just don't feel like people are making films in this mode. No. And and I and I think it is something that died around two thousand, you know what mm. I mean? Uh change of the millennial. Yeah, exactly. We're all dying. Yeah. Apparently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, sci-fi uh, films definitely take themselves a lot more serious. There aren't many on this sort of I don't know. Yeah. On this sort of tip. No. Yeah. I mean everything's yeah, taken like, the Total time. Recall had a similar kind of tone. Into, like it's sort of silly if you but it's well lit mm. futuristic yeah. stuff it's not yep. it's not a dark film mm. I mean yeah it's kind of violent and adult yeah. but 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 again like there is kind of a sense of fun or lightheartedness yeah. to totally. it yeah. right yeah three breasted lady mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, to to my dying day I will never understand <laughs> Why white people are like, ah, pretty great. Like, like the, I mean, the weight of that I would not handle. Just, just like logically. I just don't get it. And the, no, why, why, why everybody would think that that's like such a great turn on. And they put one, they put a three-breasted lady in the um, Colin Farrell one as well, didn't they? Did they? I, I never so. saw it. I haven't seen any of those. You'd dumb, have to, though. Those Paul Verhoeven remakes. Uh, I, just I just don't. Fuck them all. Like the Robocop remake, Total Recall remake. They make, yeah, they're going to redo Starship Troopers, probably. I don't know. I think that they're maybe making like a Netflix show or something okay. about Starship Leave it alone. I actually think that, I mean, I think we should do Starship Troopers. Yeah, I think it's yeah. great and a very misinterpreted movie. Definitely. But, um... <laughs> I think I think that 
it could stand the TV show treatment if if they were willing to go into like that um, satire of fascism kind yep. of yep. thing. Mm. Yep, yep. But if they we did if they did what they did with Total Recall and with the Robot Cop remake, where they just <laughs> like yeah. where they just stripped Robot. out all of the kind of like Verhoeven kind of like sarcasm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then it would suck, obviously. It'd have to yeah. be made like made by another European director. It couldn't be made by an American director. That was the, why those films worked because mm. it was taking the piss out of the American mm. dream. Yep. Well, I I um I, I it's funny you said that earlier Seb basically this you know I can't believe I didn't see this when I was 15 because mm. sweet lordy this was this movie was made for a 15 year old boy like oh my it's, God, it's, it's got um just everything about it is um it's got the the slapsticky humor you see boobs fairly early on you know <laughs> um and uh, there's some great action um it doesn't make a great well it kind of it, it makes sense but it's a pretty thin yeah. story mm. um like i was cuz after you know having just finished the the whole avengers thing i'm like oh more mystical fucking stones like you know, <laughs> oh my like, god literally <laughs> yeah, like come on i need more stones um, but uh but yeah it's uh, you know i think there's um i think what i sort of uh, my my criticism of it in some sense is you've got this big sort of bombastic you know like gary oldman like chewing up the scenery mm. as the bad guy oh my god so he is amazing but but there's no they don't really explain why he's doing what he's doing, yeah. what that planet is, why it's talking, calling him on the phone. Um, it's sort of just like, and then and then it just, yeah, he just explodes Goes away. and and that's it. <laughs> it's a big like rich those, capitalist. Yeah. He's just got the but, will will to power. And doesn't no, he want to wipe out his yeah, all his, his people? Planet. For, yeah, that's the thing. That's like, where's he going to go? Yeah, it's sort of. It, 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 I just thought that was a little bit thin. Um, mm. But mm. Um, but for for someone who is uh, you know so like. He's just there, you know, it's so wonderful and just l absolutely enjoying the shit out of playing this character. Which is funny because he just can't stand, look, he can't, he, he to really? this day, will not watch that uh, that really? role himself. He just oh hates it. He just did it as a favour um, after on after um, he Leon. bankrolled his, no, not after Leon, but after Leon, he actually um, bankrolled, uh, what's the film, he uh, he directed a film himself and um, Luc Besson put up the money for it or partially okay. Produced mm. it. Was that uh, Nil by Mouth? Nil by Mouth, yeah. That's mm. it. Is that and any then, good? I've never seen it. You seen it? I haven't seen it. No. But um, yeah, so it was he like owed him a favor. gritty kind of. He took yeah. the role without even seeing the script or anything. Oh, no. And he's just, yeah. He R. just. R. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, this is, this is my big thesis of movies is that plot doesn't matter. The only thing that matters in movies is texture and tone. Plot doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> only mm. texture and tone it's matter. We <laughs> 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 invited you on to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> it has nothing but texture and tone. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like up to yeah. the fucking max. Actually, yeah. I also have a question. Yeah, if anyone maybe. can answer this for me. Mm. What the fuck is that plastic thing on Gary Oldman's head? Oh, yeah. yeah. I read that it was like it's some weird like implant thing, but I don't know what it did. It's fashion, no, baby. It's just fashion because they all, he's, he had all his minions as well and they, they all have them. I think it's like a, just a clear hat. Okay. 
and then well, like, that and was then, a the hats. There's a lot of hats. Uh, like, <laughs> totally. um, uh, Ian Holmes' little sidekick, who has sort of like the half oh, yarmulke, yeah. half Devo. Hat. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty oh, Devo. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Loves a Devo hat. Yeah, that that you seen you seen Peaky Blinders? He's in that. Oh, he's like, okay. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, that guy's, he's been in a bunch. Of, he's always just a background guy. Um, he's good. Ian Holm as Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Literally, um, Jesus. You know the the, the, the brown yeah. hooded. You know um, the whole thing. He's great. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's um uh, like uh, but those were quibbles that um you know I I sort of had with it as watching it for the first time as you know mm. someone in his late thirties as opposed to when you're 16, that wouldn't have been a problem at all. You're just going, Oh, oh, cool. Bruce Willis is, uh, you know, one liners and uh, like, I I felt like there would have been more sort of, you know, pithy, like action one liners, but he does just when he comes out and says, anyone else want to negotiate? Oh my God. So great. Um, And like, he did not count all those, like alien troop of people with one like weird eye roll. Oh, well, he's because that's why because he's a you know super marine. You know, yeah. the, but you take down the leader. He just knew he knew obviously he knew how to take knew. him out. Take down the leader. Gets, they're all gonna hang up their guns, right? This is true. It's peak Bruce. <laughs> like it's it's pure Bruce Willis. Oh my god, legit. It's, it's like just tired and cranky. Like that. Oh, yeah, legit. That, 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 that is diehard space. Yeah. Right? Well, this much. was this yeah. was what a couple of years after. Um, I had with a vengeance. Um, well, as he had well. a couple of flops for this, and he was yeah. really hesitant to take it because it was uh, Hudson Hawk and Billy Bathgate, oh. and both mm. not very well received. Yep. So he, yeah, he took this reluctantly. But yeah, worked out all right. Yeah, it I was feel good. like he always has to like yell when something important is happening. Like when he's like <laughs> holding Lilu at the end mm-hmm. and she's like obviously saving the world and mm. he's like, <laughs> and it's just like, bro, again, like you got to yell. Like. Um, there, yeah, there was that sort of, um, and, and I know it's sort of, uh, it's it's more sort of presaging what happens at the end with the, with the kiss, but the whole thing when she's passed out at the start and his only way to try and wake her up is to kiss her. I yeah, that's just, like, that's just fucking that? creepy. It's a bit creepy. It's um, very creepy. But then, he, and, you know, and she's pointing the gun at him and then he says something and he gives it gives us that little smile of his, you know, that Bruce Willis smile. Mm. And Sexy little, Bruce Willis. Uh, He's my half, ultimate man. Oh, wow. Him yeah. and Harrison just, Ford, holy shit, yeah. loves a man. And Harrison Ford, like, his thing is also kind of like, Weary, kind yeah. of like cranky yeah. energy yeah. as well. Yeah, that's just I have him. a type. <laughs> you want a weary, cranky dude? I'm gonna like, yeah. Uh, this is how my marriages are gonna go. Similar, More than one, apparently. Similar figures as well. Similar builds. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. It was, um, you know, Bruce is uh, well put together, um, but he, uh, like, it's it's that thing of. Um, you know, you see him like taking his top off and stuff, and he is. He's like he's well built, but mm. it's funny just watching what a 1997 body is. Yeah, I mean, we've commented to, on this before, um, yeah. as opposed to what a you know a 2011 or 2000 <laughs> yeah. sorry 19 body is, totally. where everything is just sculpted 
muscle, mm. like yeah. perfection. I watched that, you the, know, yeah, I watched the um, trailer to Baywatch, the the, the one with oh, Zach with, Efron in it. Oh, Zach really? Efron is obscene. Yeah, he what is, are you yeah. doing? Yeah, he he is. is taking something. Yeah, I don't Stop know it. why. <laughs> 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 Save a little for the rest of us. <laughs> Um, I think it's probably time uh, for our first of a number of advertisements this episode. Um, uh, So, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to take a nap, my dudes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wanker. Piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, uh, Hey, Mike. (laughs) What's up, Seabass? You know I like researching odd facts about the films we watch, right? Is that that a fact? (laughs) Shut up and let me speak, Mike. Um, (laughs) Did you know this film was originally called The Sixth Element? Really? I kind of feel like they covered off all the key elements with five. <laughs> well, that's because you're a fucking idiot, Mike. Oh. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> a fair point. What was the sixth element then? Kindness? Uh, nope. Um, a plate of mama's homemade pork ragu? <laughs> Way off. Um, I've got it. Neckerchiefs. Jesus Christ, Mike. It's the element that brings everything together. Coffee. Ah, like the stuff they sell at Everyday Coffee on Sackville Street in Collingwood? Yeah, the very same. And you can also find some of that sweet six element at Everyday Midtown in the CBD and the bookshop, coffee shop, print shop, workshop on Queensbury Street in Carlton. I wonder if I went to Everyday Coffee uh, if Lilu would be there in her thermal strap wear. <laughs> you, disgust <laughs> you disgust me, Mike. <laughs> you truly, truly disgust me. Everyday Coffee. Proud sponsors of Deja Review. <laughs> um, but Seb, also, uh, you were, uh, yeah, yeah, um, so we got, yeah got organized a, something for, yeah, for got the an listeners. exciting little thing uh, for all the listeners out there, uh, all the dozens of listeners out there, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which means you've got a pretty good chance of winning this. But uh, our good friends over at Danger Fork Printing on Sackville, no, where are they? Uh, just in Collingwood, uh, having, <laughs> are having a big moving sale and uh, they've got all sorts of uh, amazing prints in there going very cheap at the moment. And they did a series a few months back on uh, fictional bands from films, oh. um, Wild Stallions from you they, know, all that sort they of... Ha- they have one for Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, right. Which is chef's kiss. It's in there. It's like 70% off or something in there at the moment. Oh, going, I got to get it. Yeah, go get it. It's like their prints are amazing. All yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they've kindly gifted us a Diva Laguna Fifth Element print. It is phenomenal. Have a look at our Instagram page. Uh, and to get your sweet hands on it, all you have to do is make sure you're liking both Danger Fork so you printing. Follow, follow, uh, follow, Danger yeah, Fork follow them uh, not, on Instagram. Not physically, they'd just be creepy. <laughs> and follow. Well, it's a building. You can't follow it. <laughs> you can if you don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and, and make sure, yeah, and, and Deja review. And so Deja follow review. both both of us. And correct. Um, and then all you have to do is comment uh, on the post uh, who you would like to gift it to or. Uh, arrange uh, a little uh, or yeah, a little thing with uh, cool. the other person that you want to leave it to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you're what I'm trying to you, say. You want people to fuck on the poster? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I, I, I want people to do that. Okay. okay. Um, uh, and then yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll draw your name out in the following week. So it's dangerfork.com, um, and they're one to five Perry Street in Collingwood. And, and use. Yeah, the the search they've, they've got a big, uh, but they have a, it's just at Danger Fork. Um, but they also, yeah, they have a big 60% off uh, online sale of a lot of their prints. So 
get on board. Um, and uh, and yeah, so once again, just follow us and Danger Fork on Instagram. And that's and Danger Fork on Instagram, not 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 Hazard Knife or um, <laughs> or Terra Spoon. Uh, um, but yeah, that's 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 um, excellent, and it's yeah. So we'll put the print up on Instagram. It looks awesome. Man, it's and it's really good. Uh, mm. You into it? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, get onto it. I think I know. Maybe I'll like enter. That. Yeah, it's I me. Think you should. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> enter. I want to. <laughs> or do enter. I don't know what to say now. <clears throat> and while we take a little break, let's hear from some shitbag <laughs> with another ad. <laughs> Unbelievable. This episode is brought to you by Seasoning the Means of Production. Sprinkle a little salt on a factory. Put some pepper in your boss's pockets. The only weapon we have against the tyranny of the capital class are the down-home flavors of your very own spice rack. If we, the working class, control a sufficient amount of smoked paprika on Jeff Bezos, the revolution can finally begin. Marxist marjoram, socialist saffron, trade union tarragon. It's all fair play and good tasty fun. We cannot let the 1% of the 1% keep all the ground cumin in their hands, the celery salt in their yacht, and the star anise in their luxury hotel suites, with mustard seeds spewing out of their water taps and into their stained mouths. Remember what Frank Herbert taught us in Dune, he who controls the spice controls the universe. Or, in this case, the mountains of capital breaking our backs and squeezing out our labor like a hideous wine press. Workers unite and make the world a more delicious place. Unbelievable! Well, that was uh, that was a whole a whole hell of a lot of uh, advertising. We're, we're, we're becoming big. Yeah, we're coming. We're coming. Big deals. Not blowing either. up, as they say. Yep, blowing up. In the rap world. So was this uh, Mila Jovovich's first movie? Yeah, well, I feel like she did something before this, but this was the breakout one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I thought she was great in it. She was only she 19. Was really? Uh, Bruce yeah. Willis was 40. Mm, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you find that out, it all She's only 19 old. years old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow her bloody doors off. No, but she... <laughs> <laughs> no, but wait, she, no wait, she, wait. Was, she was in Dazed and Confused. Was she? Uh, yeah. yeah. Small role in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> no shit. A few I other keep, things. I keep getting older and they stay the same age. Yes, they do. She was in the, pi- she was in the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the pilot for Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Do you remember no that? Shit. Do you remember yeah. that show? I do. I wanted to be Parker Lewis so bad with his <laughs> floppy silk shirts. <laughs> yeah, and um, synchronizing swatches. No, I'm just laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, uh, yeah. Um, no, but I, I thought she was fantastic. She's amazing in this. Yeah. I feel like she peaked early. This was like, if, if it was her first big role, this is her best role. Yeah. yeah. Like, all she's done is those fucking Resident Evil, Evil films after this, uh, really. I am, um, yeah. It's like when like missed opportunities. She could have done, I don't know. When she, um, when, when, when she's, like, first pleading with Bruce Willis please or whatever. Please, 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 please help. help. That's really <laughs> That's good. really good. I'm really good at this. I can I, also I, do many other accents. <laughs> I was, I was, like, 
I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I was really touched by it. Mm. Like, yeah. oh, and I don't know whether it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but I. Well, the fact it, that she it, sees a fucking world vision ad first. Yeah. yeah. It's a, and then she's like, oh, this makes sense. Mm. But cool. I, what, what I'm worrying about is, is like, is it just kind of like triggering like a patriarchal response in me? You know what I mean? Like, I mm. have to protect this, this beautiful, perfect little. No, I'm you know sorry. I, mean? <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that when she first lands in the in the cab and she just starts spouting this this other language that was like a genuine response from Bruce Willis. He had no idea what she was going to say and what she was going to come out with. But that uh, the divine language, as as it was called, mm. um, was invented by Luc Besson and further refined by Mila Jovovich. She was already fluent in four other languages mm-hmm. uh, and the language had about 400 words. So by the end of uh, the, the production, they were, they were fluent in this language, talking to each other and would send each really? other letters back. I thought, she was, I thought she was just coming up with no. nonsense no off the top way. of the Because when people kind of freestyle like that, they'll repeat things usually. Mm. But yeah. there was like, there's a lot of, um, so what but I actually I, did was look it up. And, and I wrote um, a little uh, pickup line for, for, I'm gonna for d- the divine language. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to aim this one at Mike. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to say the language, and then you can tell me what what it's what it you know yep. what it is in English, okay. our language. Apolai denosuk choncha lilu minahamas. Um. Hello, you are good looking. Precious gem of a man. <laughs> I'm going to burn this podcast booth to Hoppy the ground. Hoppy hopper, <laughs> Hoppy hopper, Ila, I'm found here, Do you do mouth kissing on the first date? Flama sedan, deno malatuna, raktamo baraniba. I invite you to my house for a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Look, it's all on the internet. You can look this up yourself. I do love that where he says negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Oh, uh, there you go. Do you know what the best performance in the whole movie is? That guy that robs him, oh, at the, totally. tries to rob oh. him at the beginning. Oh, like Give it. me the cash. Like Give me the cash. Been here long? Yeah, long enough. Come on, give me the cash. Is that a Z140? Do you know what kind of gun that is? <laughs> He's so good. And but just yeah, and wearing the hat as the you know, the picture of the yeah. background yeah. is great. And he does a little dance at the end. <laughs> that and, and and I don't know, I just love that because because that he gets some ve- version of that. Intensity or energy of performance out of kind of everybody in it, mm. and that's like the most perfect example of the kind of energy that I think Basson gets out of everybody. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. it's very dangerous. If, if anyone uh, heard our uh, Rush Hour episode, they would know that I'm not the greatest Chris Tucker fan. Well, in what the did world. you think of? I him. thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. good. Yes. And, uh, until the, squ- the, the squealing the started. Squeal- um, <laughs> No, after, after a while, I was like, <laughs> "Come okay. on, but, so, um, but that, that whole intern, that, that that whole intra, <laughs> entrance, come on, um, entrance, uh, and they're walking down the hall. But I also noticed in the background, um, they're doing selfies. Um, like a, a couple of his offsiders are doing oh, like uh, pulling oh, people yeah. in and doing like selfie shots. Oh. And I'm like, oh, 
early selfies. Oh my god! Um, but um, oh. but no, he was yeah fabulous. Just um, the the perfect role for him. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. Well, um, I would have actually probably better than Prince to be honest. Prince probably would have oh, been too absolutely. restrained. Like, <laughs> Prince, Prince, <laughs> Prince, Prince wouldn't have brought that amount <laughs> no, of energy. No, yeah, yeah. Like like he was yeah. What what if Give you what if you stones, pumped Miller. Prince full of amphetamines is kind of what you got. <laughs> oh my you know god! I mean? Yeah. Yes, so true. Yeah. I okay, so SBS actually did a really big faux pas because they ran the Fifth Element for something like ten hours or fifteen Did hours or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that recent? That was like very recent, right? like a yeah. week ago or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's quite funny because they did a Facebook post and they said, "Listen to Chris Rock's scream." Whoa! In oh. this, uh, yeah, in this what? clip, and they did the clip of like Chris Tucker screaming. <laughs> And it was just like, oh, okay. And then they did it again and they were like, oh, who's excited to see the fifth element on Saturday? Starring Chris Farley. Definitely (laughs) on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. David Starring fucking Dwayne Johnson or some (laughs) shit. Totally. And Dave Chappelle was great in it. Yeah. (laughs) I might see if SPS want to do a screening of the filth element. You know what? I think there would be a market for that. Yeah, I do, I do. I do regret to say on uh, Chris Tucker that he is cancelled. However, oh, did you yeah. did you what know? Did he do? Well, did you know we that go. he's on Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? What's that? What's that? What's that? You, mean? you don't know Je- Jeffrey Epstein's celebrity pedophile, celebrity billionaire oh. pedophile. Oh, that guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what that dear. celebrity billionaire. Pedophile. He's he's on he's on those flight uh, logs uh. along with you know Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and. Uh, Whole mess of people. Wow, that's so mm. cooked. Oh. Yeah, the Lolita Express. Oh. <laughs> off to oh. off to the secret rape island. Oh. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do um, that to a person. Is that a fact? Because <laughs> that oh is a fact. God. Somebody oh, please okay. no. defuse, defuse. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's... Is that a fact? Yeah. Is that a fact? That a fact? Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. So, Seb. Okay. Uh, so, Laura, I think mm-hmm. I well, think it's... I, I'll be in the hot seat. Oh, you're in the hot seat. Oh, yeah. of course, because you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so this, if if you're a first-time listener, mm. uh, this is the game where I'm going to throw three little factoids uh, over at Mike, who hasn't seen it, and he has to tell me which one is just made up. Okay. All right. Fact number one. Because of the shape of the Mangalore masks, they're the ones with the pointy ears and the funny little piggy faces. Yep. And the, yep. Uh, actors uh, were chosen that had sloping foreheads to play them. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Problematic. Sure. Right? Some fucking Fact phrenology <laughs> Fact number two. Vin Diesel has an uncredited role in this film and still features in two scenes. Okay. Fact number three. Pixar sued Galmont the production company, and Luc Besson in 1997 over naming rights to their villain character from Toy Story. Oh, Zerg. Mm-hmm. Ah. I am going to say that one, the Pixar one. Is. Is the, is the, the anti-fact. Well, you've, ta- you've done it. <laughs> you've done it. You picked it like a dirty nose. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah. just because you have a three-year-old daughter and you would have been watching the shit out of Toy Story. And so that's the... Uh, <laughs> that's the <laughs> I thought I had you there because he's actually Zorg in this and he's Zerg in Toy Story. But yeah. you know, I thought it was close enough that it might gotcha. actually uh, be able to 
pull the wool over young man's eyes. And yet. We've worked, we've worked, yeah, I've worked you out. And yet. Worked Fuck. you out, Seabass. Dang. All right. Yeah, you're I'm going to I'm gonna have to switch it try up. Try harder. I didn't even tell you what the prize was. <laughs> oh, you get to buy me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have we got any, uh, so Laura, are there any sort of particular moments that are just your favourite bits of this movie? Like what's the, what are the, or highlights or lowlights? Um, okay, massive highlight is when the biologist genealogy guy is mm-hmm. like, I can't wait to meet him. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it's Lilu and it's like a lady and she's like all doing a thing. Like I'm so here for it. Like her, I don't know how her body does that thing in the chamber. Like her oh, acting in the yeah, yeah, is like, it's like weird sort of exorcism shit. Yeah, that's cool. Is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Question, just yes. on that, when she's being remade, so she, they, they find the hand and then they remake. By, by the way, the seed, like the, the visual effects in that are awesome. They still Amazing, hold up for right? The, for the, look great. Yeah. Sure, there's some few holes in it, but it still looks great. They hold it like, ju-ju-ju-ju-ju, inkjet printing a person pretty much. Legit. Uh, it's Amazing. really cool. But so is that meant to be her in the big suit? The guy that, ex- you know, when the, the ship goes down and explodes or like what's going <gasps> That's a great question. Oh, whether it's her specifically, yeah. like in the prologue bit. <laughs> yeah. Are you or German? Are they remaking? Yeah. Because it's a big, because they're recreating her from the, you know, the divine, Mm-mm. the divine person, whatever it is, the fifth. But I think you can see like there's a hand inside yeah. that glove, so it mm. must be that there okay. are. There so are she is in the suit. There are. Does that mean inside? everyone inside those big so slow moving like dorky protect, suits are protective like protective suits? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a uh, lot of very very beautiful people. All the way through. Oh this yeah, film. I mean, oh there's. He, he, I, I think Luke I has hired pretty much every you know yes. working supermodel. Um, everybody, like everybody who was ever in the Face magazine. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like the air hostess and the yeah. One. yeah. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to ask Laura. Is uh, how do you what do you think of the way the film treats women? I think it goes up and down mm. for sure. I actually quite like how there's that weird Bruce Willis kiss with. Lilu, and you're like, oh, bro, come on, not yeah. necessary. But then the whole thing is like, she says in the divine language, like, never without my consent. Mm. And I'm like, that is it. That's how it should happen. <laughs> like, yep. I feel like Luke Besson is like, he's amazing because in Leon the Professional, he was very conscious of making sure that it wasn't like Lolita. Yeah. You know? So I think like he, I think it could have been better. But like, he's for got, the most part, I'm. Um, yeah, it didn't it, it didn't rub me the wrong way. I was no. I, 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 like too much. I was just kind of th- watching it, just kind of thinking like it's a lot of it's pretty horny, and it's like oh yeah, mm. fully. And you know, there's still got to be space for shit to be horny. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Horny in space, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and the, the, there's the, the, all the scenes where she's just you know whipping her top off, and they all just like quickly turn around, you mm. know, and they're just like, oh, oh you know, yeah, it's <laughs> European baby, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, Luc Besson had a bit of a uh, interesting past with. Hasn't he been cancelled as well? Yeah, the- I think he has. <sighs> well, his for Why? example, so his um, like the Diva Laguna shit. character, the opera singer. Mm. Just amazing. That whole scene is just like beautiful. Just Another phenomenal. highlight, so absolutely for sure. That I love one, a poster. That's, like a, that's kind of like poster the, of that yeah. Oh my yeah. god! We could get, we could, yeah, I just don't know how you get a poster of that. <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> that's pretty much the halfway point in the film, I think. 
around it's, that. It's, it's just over kind of kicks into the third act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so she was that she was played by, uh, I'm going to, I've got her name written down somewhere, but she was actually his, uh, wife at the time really? and they got together. She was like super, super young. He was in his forties mm. and, oh, and they went, they got together. They were married for about two years. Uh, there was all overdubbed with the actual opera singer who, who recorded mm. that mm-hmm. whole, that whole bit. Um, but she studied like she basically studied that opera and, and learned how to 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 mouth the yeah. all the notes, all that yeah. stuff. Anyway, so they were together for a couple of years and then basically straight after this film came out, he cancelled their marriage. Oh they got God. divorced and he got with Mila Jovovich for about a year. Oh. After that. that. And she, so, so she was cool. nineteen as well, right? Yeah, Mila she Jovovich. was like a literal child. So yeah, he's a bit of a questionable character as well. Yeah. 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 Yep. May one. May one, yeah, yeah, she's kind of got one of those names like Madonna or Cher. Yeah, oh, she was in High Tension. You ever seen that movie, the French it, horror movie? No, with Cécile de France. Nope. It was a really great little uh, French horror movie. I recommend it. Haute Tension. Oh, um, a lot of good character actors in this movie. Oh yeah, hmm. John Bryan, who I think we've talked about before. Excellent. Hmm. He's like the space, uh, like he's the guy who goes to the oh, apartment to. Um, that's I Brian am, James. Uh, oh, yeah, I am Corbin yeah. Dallas. Oh, that's, that's yeah. what I meant. Brian he's, James. He's yeah. not John Bryan. That's oh, the right. musician. He's the composer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leon, Leon yeah. the Replicant from Blade Runner. Yes, yeah. he's yeah. Leon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's um he's also Requin from Tango and Cash. He's got yes. a very bad British accent. I watched yeah. Tango and Cash. <laughs> I watched Tango and Cash on the weekend. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen Tango and Cash. Oh, oh my God. It is majestic. I wanted to shout him out. Oh, actually, that reminds me. The mugger was Matthew Kasovitz. Who's that? Uh, so like in a lot of um, French movies. Uh, I think it was in La Haine and- The Mother. Uh, the Mother on the- f- No, the, the Mugger. Oh, The Mugger. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you said The Mother. Uh, yeah, La Haine, he was in. He was the romantic lead in Amelie. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. Big French guy. I don't think he ever crossed over like- uh, Who's- um. Played the uh, villain in uh, the, the parkour villain in Ocean's 12. Oh, um- Oh. Yes. So, Mr. Captain Schnoz. From Lahane. La <laughs> no, From Lahane. Yeah, he was, he was um, in Lahane. He was married well. to. Um, He's amazing. Oh, can't remember what names. Vincent uh, Cassell. Vincent yeah. Cassell. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Luke Perry. Briefly. Yes, briefly. I know. Yeah. I like. And I was thinking billed. about it. Yeah, yeah you got a I high was... billing for being in the movie for five minutes. Yeah, five it was minutes. Kind of like. Well, it was a little past poke, past peak. Perry. Why couldn't Perry ever cross over? You know what I mean? Like, he was fucking TV hits all the live long day when I was a kid. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I know. Isn't he, that rodeo movie? Yeah, eight seconds. My dad's favorite movie. <laughs> really? Yes, awesome. my dad it's loves in, eight seconds. I don't think you should have your dad on this Buffy Oh my god, you should have my dad on this podcast. You would do a John Wayne movie. Everyone would love it. The searches, maybe. Oh my god, no, McClintock. Obviously, oh, the oh, best okay. John Wayne movie ever. Sorry. Yeah, and Moving tricky. <laughs> tricky. I was going to mention tricky. Yeah, yeah early message. Has tricky ever Sorry. been in other stuff? I don't know. Don't Fuck, know. I love his voice. It's kind of cool. So There's a thing in the '90s there where all these sort of uh, yeah British it's musicians. Like Goldie were was in Goldie. That's Goldie what exactly. was in like oh, a yeah. movie and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the thing. It just it's it's like a fucking Face magazine issue. Yeah, like it's a movie, which is very which is very like going back to this is kind of like Hodorowsky's Dune light. 
So he wanted to assemble this super cast of, yeah. of musicians and famous people and for for his tune. But this yeah, is kind of yeah. like this is this is the kid. And maybe that's that. kind of like part of the fun energy it has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like it does feel like a I feel like a filmmaker just like grabbing shit, throwing it together. Yeah, yeah. want to be in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it uh, feels, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's like because uh, it's 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 also just a really well made movie. Like it looks really great. The sh- like it's shot really well. They, but I notice they do like a lot of it's, uh, and I don't know what the term is, but like they're sort of middle shots. But it's very much the actors facing the camera. Yeah, like just, it's those sort of conversational and right, and like right of shots, right in the middle of frame, yeah, like symmetrical yeah, yeah. of those yeah. shots. And I sort of noticed it after a while. I'm like, you are using the shit yeah. out of that. Yeah, um, yeah. but um, and Zorg was uh, Zerg was always framed with a, something sort of circular behind his head. Did you notice that as well? That was like a, a regular thing. It's oh, like in the yeah. background, he's always had this sort of halo like circular thing, either yeah. a cape or something. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Have we got any sort of uh, points uh, points of note? Any oh God, uh, things you I noticed? Uh, Laura's Laura's got this. Okay. Oh no! Most of them are like Bruce Willis equals looks sexy in this. <laughs> <laughs> Please read them all. I do love, I do love that um, you know they they get him all tucked up and then there's an explosion and it blows the sleeves <laughs> off his shirt somehow. <laughs> oh my! Just, I know. Uh, it's like, okay. So good. Whatever. By the way, that explosion was the largest ex- indoor explosion ever recorded. Really? On, on film. Really? Indoor. It actually took almost burnt the whole. Studio lot down took twenty minutes. It to put looked out. amazing. I'm kind of yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, those that that, that those, all, all those action sequences were really yeah nice and yeah. Yeah, nice I thought they were kind of put together pretty clunkily. No, but as in just the like it's all real and done. Yeah, you sure, know, sure. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think the editing is a little like uh, lethargic in them and stuff. I don't anyway. This small criticism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Aziz Light uh, is hilarious. Burnt into my brain forever. Yeah, forever. Sorry. What is Aziz Light? Aziz oh, right, oh. Right, right, right. Light. Are you German? When like to the the really big creatures that come oh, like in the at the beginning. The, the what are they called? Oh, the yeah, the yeah. superior, the, the, the supreme su- ones or something. Mondeshawns. Yeah. Mondeshawns. There you go. Um. Oh, maybe I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this a lot. Just reading your phone here. Bruce Willis is hot. <laughs> he's really, he's really Stop. hot. <laughs> My mum will listen to this. Wonder what, <laughs> wonder what that hog looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I wonder if oh. he's going to die. Yeah. No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make um, a diehard joke. Uh, the whole like going on like the attention to detail in this film. Mm. The backward cigarettes that they smoke. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just about great. To, the I was giant just about to talk about the yeah. yeah. So it's just a, a massive filter and a tiny yeah. little bit of cig. Well, that's literally. Which, yeah, because I guess that's the filters just got bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah, yeah. I did love that. So I did love that. So the the um where the the Chinese junk. Yes. Junket or, you know, the it's flying like, junket just comes up. Like, just how good would that be? You open up your yeah. window and someone just oh, brings the yeah. takeaway up it's and like cooks it for you. like Ubering the yeah. restaurant to your to house. To your house. <laughs> it was yeah. so good. Literally. Little, yeah, little, 
little racist, but I loved that as well. Yeah. It was like yeah. so evocative. Like yeah. again, like yeah, just world building stuff. And and it's interesting because because uh, you know that thing that we were talking about with like dystopic versus like fun science yeah. fiction or whatever. Like it really mirrors that scene early on in Blade Runner. You know where yeah, he's yes, he, gets, yes, he orders yeah. the noodles. Yeah. It kind of looks similar. Like Bruce Willis yeah. and Harrison Ford are kind of huh. everything mm, seems kind of like uh, really no. parallel with Blade yeah. Runner there. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's kind of fun and funny, you know what I mean? Blade Runner just got so weird so quickly. Mm. So quickly. Yeah. It was like cute and then I was like, over. What happened? (laughs) Can someone tell me? Do you like Blade Runner? Yes. Have you seen it a lot? Yeah. Yeah. But it scared the shit out of me. I scare very quickly. Right. What's the scariest (laughs) movie you've ever seen? Oh, my God. Honestly, like probably Blade Runner. No, actually that one with... um, the Twilight guy, and it's called Good Time. Oh, yeah. That's that a movie, great movie scared the shit out of Just me. Just high tension. Yeah. yeah. That I'm is like, a fucking 100 minute heart yeah. attack. Oh, it's my so God. Good. Yeah. It yeah. just fled the fuck out of my anxiety. I do anxiety. love it when, when uh, a thriller will, will play the beats of a horror film. Yes. Like, there's a couple of those. There's No Way Out. Uh, another, it's like set during a, the Thai uh, revolution, two sides fighting and they're tourists in this place, but they don't, they're in a fictional Southeast Asian country. The whole film is basically them just trying to get away from people that want to kill them. But, What's it called? Uh, I think it's No Way. Owen Wilson one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It is like <laughs> one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Huh. Really? It's wow. Just because it's just, you're just, it just like t- winds you. In it. Yeah, oh, it winds weird. you tighter and tighter and tighter. It plays out like there's some supernatural monster to to get them, but it's just basically, you know, people with machetes, which is terrifying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. From one fear anyway, to the it, next. Watch it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, any uh, any last points, guys, or, or have we uh, wrapped up that fifth the, element? I don't know. Have we have we covered Chris Tucker enough? I guess so. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Just I mean, yeah. 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 Bruce Willis is sexy. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Put a bow on it. <laughs> yeah, the, the only other thing I had uh, was it's really cool having a film where the, the main hero and the main villain never meet. So you've got yeah. cool. they're never on screen together. They're on screen for like three frames when they pass each other on the ship. Oh, in One the, goes into a lift and the other one comes lift. out of a huh. lift. Yeah. yeah. They never actually. It's kind of. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. I'm mm. into it. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's it. I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. Um, thanks as always to Jeremy Watson of the Jackie Winter Group for offering us this delightful recording studio. Mm. Um, have a listen to their podcast. Jackie Winter gives you the business. Um, you can follow us on uh, the Instagrams and the social medias and stuff. And remember that Danger Fork competition. Mm. Follow Danger Fork and us, Deja at it's Deja Review Podcast <laughs> I think I think on Instagram. Uh, uh, look, I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, on Instagram, follow us. Uh, we will post it uh, once this episode comes out. But uh, yeah, you can uh, win yourself a sweet, sweet poster. Or if you want a free zine, oh, yeah. you can, you oh, can yeah. email us or yep. whatever. Email hello at DejaReviewPodcast.com. What's the zine about, Kane? It's, what did I call it again? Ads, episodes, podcasts. This episode is brought to you by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcast ads from this podcast by Kane yeah. Porkchild Daniel. Clever, clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been Mike Kent. Over there is Kane Porkchild Daniel. Up yours. Seb Seabass Godfrey. Thank you so much. And thank you very much, Laura Flynn, for joining us. Hi, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you again uh, next time. <laughs> Shout out to Max's dad. Because he loves this film. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Bye.